Hello, everyone. This is Brittany Turner. I want to welcome you to the Salt of the Earth podcast. And today, I want to talk about the parable of the wedding feast. Do you have your garment? So, this word is really beneficial, very important to us, especially in these times. Um, I'm praying that you all recognize and see that we are really, 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 really in the end times. I know people have heard that saying over years, probably almost your entire lifetime. But if you pay attention to all the things that are going on, around you you pay attention to um the news or what have you things that's going on you have not seen the world the way it is now some things are similar but it's still not the same it's still not the same so i want to know do you have your wedding garment it is a very important thing that you would need. So let me get into exactly what I'm talking about. Matthew chapter 22 um, from verse 1 to verse 14. And I'm going to read the word of the Lord. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth. And he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then said he to his servants, the wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways and as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage so those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him 
hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Do you, that's the end, the ending of what I wanted to read to you guys. Do you have your wedding garment? Because it'll be sad that we are foolishly making it light when we are being called to Christ. We are being called to walk in the righteous way, to walk the narrow path to the straight gate. We choose to do things our way. We pay it no mind. You know, hey, I'm a good person. I don't need, you know, this or that. You know, I I don't see why I need to commit myself to one particular religion or, you know, I believe in God, you know, but I don't know about this whole Jesus thing. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something. You need Jesus, period. Because in all honesty, he is where you get the garment from. He's where you get the garment from. It says it in Revelation. Revelation 3. Verse 17 to 18. Okay, let me get there. And I'm hoping you following along with me. Revelation 3, verses 17 to 18. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Now, the white raiment, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. He's saying, buy of me. I have it. You have to come to me to get it. There's nowhere else you can go to get this. And it's basically like your invitation. Yes, you saw there was a wedding, but they come around, they're checking to make sure, you know, you match match the checklist or what have you and they like wait a minute wait a minute this person does not have the white raiment why is he here oh i was a good person i had riches i didn't need i thought i didn't need that no you need jesus no matter if you rich or poor you need jesus you need him. We cannot, we cannot get into heaven without him. He is the way, the truth, and the light. There is no way to the Father 
but through him, through the son. So it's important, you guys, that we make sure that we go to Jesus. There is no way around to God, but through him. I know it's, you know, other religions out there. But see, these are the people who were called and were found not worthy. Not worthy. The Jews, they forsake them. Not worthy. They didn't want him. They didn't want to recognize him as being the son of God. They say, I, I believe in God. I know God, but I, you know, I don't need that. I'm good. And so we go about our business. Even those who we say we believe, we go about our business. Don't thinking that we need anything because we got it good. We got it made. I'm living large. I have a nice home. I have a nice vehicle. You know, I'm not out here begging. So, you know, I'm good. And unfortunately, that's where a lot of us make our mistakes because we're so high up that we feel as though we've made it. We're there and forgetting or not understanding that this life that we live now is temporary. It's temporary. We're living this life. To live again. So. When. Do we take an account. That. You're wretched. You're miserable. You're poor. Blind and naked. See you might not believe that. These are the things you are. But see God sees the heart. He sees your soul. Physically. You don't believe that these things apply to you, but God sees beyond your body. He sees your soul. It is in need of Jesus. And there's no way that you can stay in the presence or be in the presence of the Lord without that wedding garment. The only way you can get it is through the Lord Christ Jesus, the Son of God. The Son of God. Then when we go over to Revelation 3, 2-5, it warns us that those who are not found perfect need to repent. And if they do not watch for him, he will come. So... When we move on to talking about repenting, it's like, okay, I went to Jesus. I I got my wedding garment. But what we need to know is we need to keep it clean and unspotted. We need to keep it clean because, see, the wedding is at an appointed time, but we have our garments now. So what, so what do we do to keep it clean? We have to make sure it stays unspotted. Now, we are human, and God knows this. So when we fall, we need to get up again, turn again, repent. Now, most people, some people, 
may believe that repentance is just asking for forgiveness. No, that's the beginning of it. Repentance is when you turn from doing that thing that's causing your garment to be dirty. You have to turn from it. You have to go back to the Lord. Lord God, I've fallen. I got some dirt on my clothes. I need you to help me clean this up, Lord, because I know that later we have a wedding to attend. So we need to make sure that we keep it clean. It says, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief and thou shalt not come. Um, excuse me. Thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. In other words. You didn't keep it clean, but you have an opportunity to clean it. And every time you make a mistake, clean it again. Because if we're going to live our lives foolishly and choose to wallow in sin, right? For example, there are so many different ways that you can get this garment dirty. You can be, you can lie. You can cheat, you can steal, you can be gluttonous, which means you're greedy, homosexuality, um, so many different things, you know, of course, not obeying the word of the law, Lord. Jesus came to fulfill the law or what have you. And that's what he has done. However, he is the one that's insisting we repent. So if it is really true that when he went to the cross, he completely took our sins away once we have um, accepted him as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then why is it it is him in Revelation saying, repent, watch therefore, strengthen the things that remain, which means that just because grace saved us, don't mean that grace is going to cover your foolishness. Always. You have sins and, and our flesh has these desires, right? The gluttonous, they 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 want to continue to gain or you know keep eating or you know um nothing ever satisfy them. Their stomachs become their god, you know, and that that's just that's not just pertaining to eating or what have you. It's like you would you are never 
satisfied. You got to keep getting and getting and getting and taking, not sharing, being greedy. So you live the lifestyle of I got to keep getting it. I, I got to be out there. I got to get this money. Um, For example, um, I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with the TV show Man vs. Food. That's his living. He gets paid to take on these ridiculous challenges of eating an enormous amount of food. He lived his life that way. But that is not of God. He made a lifestyle out of the sin. That's not okay. Stealing is a sin. You know, and people get tempted to pick up something, put it in their pocket every now and again. Right? So repent, right? But then you go and you create a lifestyle out of it. Oh, I have this card because I um embezzled so much money from the company. Well, I'm still in hours and you know, this is how I get by. This is how I I take care of mine. It's not okay to take the sin and create it into a lifestyle. You have people who have homosexual desires. And you know, instead of rebuking them, taking it to Jesus, clean them up. God, please help me not to act on this. I have done this and that and, you know, I'm not proud of it. I'm not happy about it. Lord, please forgive me and change me. But instead, they go and they marry into that lustful desire, making a commitment to that sin. That's not okay. See, grace covers the shortcomings. But you have to still work. You still have to put a good foot forward and put forth a great effort of living your life for God, following the teachings of Christ. And not just thinking grace will abound. Oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. So I can sin and grace got me as long as I confess Jesus is the Lord. No, it don't work that way. Jesus is the one who told us to repent. Even after he went to the cross. Revelation was written after Jesus went to the cross. But it was his words. To repent. We have to not just ask for forgiveness. We have to turn away from that thing. We have to turn away. Luke 13. 24 to 28. Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many I say unto you will seek to enter in. And shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up. And have shut the door. 
and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, we have eaten and drunk in thy presence, Lord. And thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. And you yourselves thrust out. That's sad because these people say, we know you, Jesus. And Jesus said, but I don't know you. Why? Because you did not strive to enter in at the street gate. We cannot be slothful. We cannot turn our sin into our lifestyle. We have to turn away. Lord, I have these desires. Father, please come in. Clean my heart. Renew my way of thinking, God. Matter of fact, Lord, please give me the mind of Jesus Christ. And may he take captive every thought. Help me, Lord. Not, Lord, I've fallen and I just decided to stay here. No, you got to get up. You got to get clean. And you got to keep walking straight. The path ain't but so big. You can't go too many steps to the right. And you cannot go too many steps to the left. You have to go straight. You have to stay on the narrow path. Jesus know that we'll fall sometimes. And it's not like we meant to. We didn't mean to fall. We didn't mean to. For example, it's just like a wife cooking dinner for her family. It's a big dinner. And she's in there cooking up a storm. But then she come across... A jar that she can't seem to open. She don't have the strength to get this open. So do she give up to continue to cook this meal for the family? Does she choose to leave out that dish? Whatever you want it to be, whether it's she can't open the spaghetti sauce or she can't open the sweet relish for her potato salad. Now, that to a lot of people is a crime and a shame no do she give up and just not continue the meal no this is a wife remember she takes the jar over to her husband her husband who has the strength to do it he opens the jar she takes it back and she continue on with her business to make the goal of feeding her family. When it's too hard for us, 
We have to take it to Jesus. There's no other way around it. We cannot try to fix it in our own strength because we don't have it. We don't have the strength to open the jar. We don't have the strength to pull this family together. We don't have the strength to break the bond that's keeping us tied up. Peter writes in 2 Corinthians 12 verses 8 and to 9. Jesus responds in verse 9. And Peter writes, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. It's a must. It's a must that we take it to Jesus. When it's too hard, we we have to turn it over to him. Because in our weakness, when we know, oh my Lord, I'm facing this again. I feel like I'm going to fail again. We got to turn it over to him. So, in my conclusion, I just want to say that if we want to be eternally in the presence of the Lord, not cast out into darkness, not being on the outside looking in. Wherever it may be that's separating us from God for eternity, we must have our wedding garment. And the way to get it is through Christ Jesus. We must keep our garment clean. We must repent. We must strengthen the things that remain. We must turn away from the sin and not turn it into a lifestyle. We cannot be foolish and take the invitation to Christ lightly. We cannot take the invitation to walk our lives and live it right lightly we must put focus on God we must acknowledge him in all our ways so that he may direct our paths we must lean on him we must call on him and say this is too much when it's too much help me Jesus And allow his grace to cover the things where it seemed like we can't just drop this. We can't just knock this. It's still holding on to me, Jesus. Please help me. But Jesus said, my grace is sufficient enough for thee. But also he wants us to strive to enter in straight. Not just. Use grace completely 
as a crutch to live your life the way you want to live it. It doesn't work that way. We have to pick up our cross and follow him. We can't just think that we can go through life with rainbows and sunshines. We got it made. I have a nice car, nice home. I have money. I don't have need of you. I'm a good person. I have no need of you. Examine yourself. Examine the way you're living. Examine your lifestyle because the wedding is almost ready. Look at our world. This is what you want. This is the world you want to live in. You have China looking to take over. The president of China talking about globalizing, but yet they're over there persecuting those who believe in Jesus. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Do not be blinded by the stimulus checks. Come on now. Don't start chasing waterfalls, as TLC would say. Okay? You need Jesus. You need him. You need a plant focus on him. You need his word. You need to meditate on it. You need to seek God for understanding. The way this world is now is not the way that God intended it to be. However, he's still in control. And he loves us. And he is bidding us come to the wedding. He's calling us. Many are called. But few are chosen. Be chosen on purpose. Strive. Strive to enter in at the straight gate. Jesus can cover the rest. That thing that's too hard, he can do it. But the things that you know, that you can say no to, you don't have to be a certain way. Don't be that way. Don't give up. Push, press towards the mark. Press towards the mark. And then you should be able to enter into the joy of the Lord for eternity. Father, right now, 
I come to you asking you, O Lord, to help us not be foolish nor lazy in this walk of faith. Help us to purposely choose your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that we may receive our wedding garment, so that we may be able to be with you after this life. Let us not be foolish and live our lives the way that is not pleasing unto you, thinking that grace will abound, Father. But, oh Lord, please, God, please help us to be mindful of the things that we do, examine ourselves and go to you and repent and to watch for you, to strengthen the things that remain. Make them ready to die so that we can enter into an eternal good reward. Not the hypocrite's portion, Lord, nor the reward of the wicked father, but a good reward to be with you for eternity. None of us know our last moment. So, Father, we ask that you would reveal unto us our sins that we might not be aware of. Please, Lord, so that we may confess and repent. Help us to be on the straight and narrow path. Help us, Father, to strive and to push to enter into the straight gate, O oh Lord. For there is no other way in. We must come in at the door. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, Father. And we know this. We confess it, Lord. So keep us from trying to operate in our own strength this life, for we will fail. We are not strong enough to handle all of these things, God. Let us be wise and come unto you, humbling ourselves, God, saying that we need our Savior to clean our garment again so that the day of this wedding, we will be ready, O oh Lord. Please, Father, hear my heart, O oh Lord. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for taking out the time to listen to this word. I am praying that it was a blessing unto you, just like it was a blessing to me. I'm praying that it is encouragement 
for you not to wallow in sin, but to get up, get cleaned up, and strive again. You all be blessed, and I love you. I love you with the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.